Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you look at our wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Sasquatch Wildcard Casino Blackhawk giving away a Tesla. That's right, a Tesla. That's their latest promotion. They always have the best promotions up in Blackhawk. If you don't want it, they're going to give you nearly $33,000 in cash. Instead, grand prize drawings, 4th of July weekend. You can get finalist entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings or by redeeming players' points. They also have daily cash drawings, as I just mentioned. Really loose slots. They can't say it. I can. And a sports book that you want to check out as well. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, uh, this coming from front office sports. Joe Ellis says he expects the Broncos new owner to take over before the start of the season. I don't think that is necessarily breaking news, but I think something that has been percolating and something that has been talked about, uh, Joe Ellis addressed. Uh, a potential new home for the Broncos has been met with skepticism. Remember, the current stadium was built in 2001, which seems crazy to me that they need a new stadium 20 years later. But, you know, with luxury boxes and things like that, they might want to upgrade. And really, it's up to the owner anyway. Well, and also look at Tennessee. They just uh, they have a stadium that's only two years older than in Powerfield at Mile High. And they just got uh, uh, things moving through the state legislature out there to build a new, uh, retra- I believe it's a retractable roof stadium right there to replace the current one, which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. No. Nothing no. wrong with it at all. No. Okay, so this is what Ellis had to say. It'll be the number one decision the new owner will have to make. It could generate fresh revenue for the city and kickstart the development of new retail, dining, and residential properties. Estimated cost of a new stadium would exceed $2 billion. Mm-hmm. It would likely include a retractable roof. And it would also allow Denver to finally host a Super Bowl. And if they do build this stadium, I would bet my house against a cup of coffee. When that thing is completed, the Broncos will have a Super Bowl next man up. No doubt. Super Bowl and probably a Final Four in short order as well. Yep. And that would be awesome. The question is, where would they build the stadium? It's the big question because the interesting thing is that... um the Broncos do have approval to develop the land around the current stadium. Right. So the, kind of like they, they, they ripped down mile high, built the stadium where the parking lot was. Now they're going to build a new stadium on the parking lot and rip down the right. new state, mm-hmm. the, the stadium that they have for a parking. The lot. question is, is there enough land for perhaps a new owner to do, to do what they would want to do? Or would they want to build out somewhere Probably toward the airport, yeah. somewhere, in the, somewhere in the northeast quadrant of the quadrant of the area. Yeah. Um, and the next question is, how yeah. will it be paid for? And you talked about it about a week and a half ago, that that is your biggest concern. Right. And that's where 
If Rob Walton were to buy the Broncos, he could pull money out. He could pull right. two billion out of his pocket and not even think about it. Kind of like Elon Musk. Right. The only thing with that Twitter. I, I imagine that the only thing that uh, that, that would be kind of on the public dole if Rob Walton, let's say he decided to build out toward the airport, build a Broncopolis, Bronco Xanadu, whatever. Uh, Broncos some, country? Yeah. Bronco Bron- land. That, that's where I was going to go. Next. I mean, that's, I think you have, you have a, if you do that, right. you have a, a sign with John Elway's right. smiling face, right. kind of in neon, says, welcome to Bronco land. Yeah, if, if it was called Bronco land, I'd be looking for a Ferris wheel. Who's to say that wouldn't be part of the whole thing? There you go. And there might not be an amusement park as a part of it, right? Right. I mean, sky's the limit here, right? Um, I am at, like, if you build it yourself, that Put means Put down you, those scissors. I'm, I'm, Put them down. Put them down. That scares me. I don't it want would you playing. Scare me if I did. I don't want you I playing with this. anything sharp. Why? Why? I don't want you to hurt yourself, or more importantly, me. I'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm not going to get you upset, at least right now. Why are scissors in this room anyway? I have no idea. Anyway, Anila was opening uh, trading card packs with him earlier. What? On air? Yeah. What kind of trading mm-hmm. cards? Baseball, I think. Yeah. Why doesn't he just use his teeth like the rest of us? He doesn't want to damage the cards. There's a better if you use your teeth to. There's a better chance of he doesn't want to damage the, his teeth. He's not going to damage his teeth. There's a better chance of you cutting the card than ripping the card with your teeth. Anyway, wow! Now put down the scissors. Anyhow, <laughs> what was I saying? We were talking about the stadium. How it's going to be funded? Right, I think. Bronco land. Bronco land. If Rob Walton buys the team, first of all, he's going to find the appetite for public funding to be non-existent. Yep. Second of all, I do think an acceptable thing in the end, some may be if he builds Bronco land with his own money out by the airport, that the only public contribution would be probably a road, uh, probably adding, adding lanes each way on right. Pena and adding a, 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 an extra rail line stop. That's, Look, you and I have talked about how if he could merge things with Stan Kroenke and Elish Gardens could be relocated, perhaps the best spot for a sports Xanadu of a new arena and a new stadium might be straddling I-25, Right. current stadium spot, current ball arena spot, building in the parking lots. The question is, how much room is there for development? Is there, en- is there enough room for what they would want to do? The rumblings about Stan, even before, long before the Broncos were for sale, the rumblings about Stan Kroenke casting an eye toward the northeast quadrant of the area, Commerce City, out toward the airport, which is already where the Rapids play and have their facility. Those rumblings have been in existence for a while. I know. The New Nuggets building. How much do you think the naming rights cost for uh, the, the current stadium? I think, was it like $5 million a year or something like that? For how many years? Uh, goes through 2041, I believe. Well, I know one way that they could potentially uh, rob Peter to pay Paul to get naming rights. Call it Walmart Stadium. Right? Well, they'd have to dissolve the contract with Empower. Which can be done. I'm not saying well, it's hard. D- does does Empower... I, why, I, why I, you know you, what? Now that I think about it, well, I, I don't know what the contract says, but does Empower automatically get to go to a new stadium? Uh, I 
don't believe that's a, that's a clause in the contract. I think no. I think the I think that contract evaporates if they leave and there's not a new and and they go to another stadium and uh, that stadium's torn down. Although I'd be very worried if I am Rob Walton to put my name on that stadium. Would you like to know why? Well, why? I have a point that I was going to make to you about Walmart and how. Go ahead. Um, obviously, it's not as important as salary cap based league, but uh, we've seen this with some soccer teams, particularly Manchester City in England, which uh, is, you know, is owned by the Abu Dhabi Investment Group, mm-hmm. and um, the, uh, the 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 uh, shirt sponsor is Etihad Airways, which is out of Abu Dhabi, and it is Etihad Stadium. And so there's a little, it's, there's been some, some would accuse them of some shady financing right. of kind of saying all right, of skirting the FIFA financial fair play rules that exist in Europe by having, you know, money kind of funneled in from other, other tentacles of the Abu Dhabi empire. Isn't Abu Dhabi a, a, a character in Lord of the Rings? No, Abu Dhabi is uh, one of the Emirates in the United Arab, Arab I'm, Emirates. I'm kidding, but doesn't it sound like a character that you would see in Lord of the Rings? Um, Isn't there a character Dobby? No, that's Harry Dobby Potter. is in Harry Potter. He's oh, an okay, Harry Potter. He's my an bad. elf. There you go, Dobby. So Abu Dhabi would different be... spelling though. D O B B Y, right? And yeah, it's all about the Abu Dhabi is A B U D H A B I. Let me tell you why. Are you done with your point? Because I want to bring something up on. Yeah, Walmart. but I, I think you actually have an interesting point there with saying Walmart Stadium to kind of funnel some yep. some money. That it would be the only reason to be Walmart Stadium because Walmart doesn't gain anything as a company from having their name on a stadium. Everybody not already knows what the heck Walmart is, right? Well, well, did Pepsi gain anything by being Pepsi Center? Not particularly. That's why it's now Ball Arena. No, because they bought it. I mean, no, most people still don't know what ball is. Most people still don't know what ball is. But it, they think it's a ball. It, get, it encourages people to find out. People, you, you think, people think, learn what Raymond James was outside of the financial sector when they put their name on the stadium in Tampa. Do you think? Do you think that Heinz Ketchup needs more branding? Heinz Heinz is giving up the sponsorship on uh, the the stadium name rights in Pittsburgh as well. What one of the things that we're seeing? It, it's no longer Miller Park in Milwaukee anymore. It's American. Family, but but it but it field. was but it was but it was but what we're seeing is in this next generation of naming rights that you're seeing the names of companies that are kind of on the tip of everybody's tongue. They're real, like they're realizing there isn't value to having your name on a stadium if everybody already knows you, right? Sure, it meant something to empower to put their name. And a lot on of people stadium. still don't know what that is. But a lot more people know what Empower is now than three years ago. Yeah. Right? That's why you do it. That's why that's why you have Raymond James Stadium. That's what you know, that's why you have uh what is it in Utah? Vivint Smart Home Arena, I believe it is. Yeah. Correct. What you, by the way, what is it in, in Sacramento? It's Golden One Center. But for a while they were playing at Sleep Train Arena. That was one of mm-hmm. my favorite. Is New Orleans still in Smoothie King Center or is that they something are, else? Yep, the oh, blender. Ha! <laughs> I'll tell you why Walmart does not want its name on a stadium for the Broncos. Because people are accused of being cheap? Nope. The stadium being cheap? Nope. Do you believe in like the rule of thirds? You know, things happen in threes. Do you believe in that? Uh, are you superstitious like that a little bit? Things happen in threes. Danny, do you believe in that stuff at all? 
I've heard it like with celebrities dying in threes, right. but okay. I don't know that I'm. Well, let me give. Let me. I'm give, not in one of, in those superstitions. Can you go shopping at Sports Authority Field? Uh, Sports Authority anymore? No. Can you invest in Invesco anymore? Uh not in this. Invesco country. QQQ. Did not, they, not in this. Invesco still exists all over the globe. Does it? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be associated with that. Companies like shutting down. I don't think that's going to happen to Walmart. Because if it does, uh, Walton's going to sell the team. I mean, so it's been Invesco, Sports, Sports Authority. Authority, and Empower. Empower seems to be doing just fine. Yeah. Invesco, even though they're not as involved domestically, they're still doing just fine globally. Yeah. Even though they're headquartered in Atlanta, which is you know interesting. Yeah. They still they still have their HQ here. Most of their business is overseas. So it's only it's only Sports Authority that was a clunker, right? Yep. But that was a big clunker. Big one. All right, coming up after the break, um, there is no buzz about the draft. Not Zero. around here. Zero. No buzz around it. So will there be more buzz if for some reason the Broncos decide, hey, we're going to trade back into the first round? Will people suddenly get excited? George Payton talked about potentially trading back into the first round or trading up. You'll hear from him next. Feels like the yeah, you bleed just to know you're alive. And I don't go to sleep. Hot and dangerous. If you're one of us, then roll with us. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Colorado Off-Road. They have all the major accessory brands for your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV. When you buy from Colorado Off-Road, they install everything. They will also get you something aftermarket, something the big box stores will not do. Why would they? They want to sell you something new at Colorado Off-Road. They want to make sure that you get what you want. Also love the fact that Jerry, the owner, grew up in Littleton. That's where his business has always been, in Littleton. And with summer coming up, you might need something to, you know, pull a camper. You might need something to pull your jet ski. Uh, you might need some other things when you go camping. Go to Colorado Off-Road. They are Colorado-grown, Colorado-owned. That's Colorado Off-Road. Upfit today. Go to cooffroad.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, so you have been covering the Broncos, I think, since 2003, meaning you started with, I believe you started with 02. the Broncos. Oh, two. Oh, two. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to shortchange no, you. Okay. With that, um, when you work for the Broncos, you're always talking about the draft. You are a draft guy. Mm-hmm. You absolutely love that stuff. Thursday, in theory, is your Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and I could be wrong here, maybe you might have a difficult time seeing the forest through the trees because you're so uh, into the draft and you write about it a lot and you went to the combine, you went to the senior bowl. But generally speaking, 
Can you remember a time since you've been here where there has been less excitement about the draft? Around here? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Not even close. I mean, if and the Broncos have the ninth pick, half our show would be on the draft. And you know what? You think there's not much excitement this year. Wait till next year. They have four picks. They don't even have a second round pick. Like right. at least, I mean, they have the last pick of the second round, but they have a second round pick. If this team, let's say the Broncos finish, you know, 11 and six and go to the divisional round, right? Then if that happens, they would pick no earlier than 89 in Let, the draft. What did Les Sneed say? The uh, Rams GM? F them picks. There you go. Well, you wanted to get Russell Wilson. And as George Payton did say, uh, on Thursday, he'll be watching film of Russell Wilson to get him through the opening round of the draft. I would keep my eye out for if there's a if there's a team that calls and offers a second round pick next year to the Broncos for pick 64 yep. and throws in, say, a sixth round pick this year. Right. That's the kind of deal I could see the Broncos making. And with that, Peyton met the media uh, recently, says he wants to have flexibility. However, he did acknowledge there will be an itch to move up. It's just hard to stand pat and hope. You know, it's, I just think you need to push it. You need to push it every now and then. And that's kind of uh, our philosophy. Okay, so with that, do you envision any scenario where they try and move into the first round? No. Me either. And you know what should tell you that? That the media, uh, there's right. nothing scheduled at Dove Valley on Thursday night. Now, they can think about that for a second because yeah. a lot of people listening and watching on mm -hmm. MileHighSports.com probably don't know that the Broncos canceled availability on the opening night of the draft. They have basically said, we know nothing's going to happen. Right. They've, they've kept the door open to do a Zoom after the first round if by some chance they move into round one but and they have what, what they have told the the beat media is this the media room will be open there will be no food or drink usually there's a huge spread of food and drink for the right for the media at the draft right and you like to drink during those what i drink tea and soda but and water but i don't drink i don't drink alcohol during the draft what do you look? What, do you, what does that look for? I don't know. I'm just looking at you. I don't give you a look. You give me. You gave me a look. That I was think, a look. I didn't give you. You're paranoid. No, I'm not paranoid. Put down dude. the scissors. I don't have them in my hand. I got my uh, one <laughs> hand is free and the other has my oh, mouth. You're like a wind up toy. All I do is oh, yeah. do, do a half a crank and there God. you go. Uh. I, yeah, listen, uh, yeah. That 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 that's the tell, as with, it were. With the what the Broncos need and Peyton talked about it. What was it? Monday? When, when did you talk about this? Last Friday. My, my, Last days, Friday. my days are all a blur. Eight, so it was uh, five days ago. Okay. Last Friday. He talked about if they want an offensive tackle. Well, four days ago. Because I'm off now because today's put, Tuesday, right? Put down the scissors. Right? I, I, Tuesday now, the 26th. Yeah. Now I have my little mouse, my wrist rest for my mouse. Your wrist rest? Yeah, it's like a little beanbag. Why don't you squeeze it and get some stress out? So, it does actually work. I, I, I figured there was a dual <laughs> purpose for it. Um, so he talked about the offensive tackles. He was asked a question. He said, well, there could be some guys there late mm -hmm. in the first round, early in the second round. 
And then he talked about the depth at defensive end. Yeah. Those are two positions of need as far as cornerback goes. And I think that is a position of need. I know they took Sertan, but let's smart general managers look beyond the horizon line. They look beyond this year's draft and they look into what next offseason is going to look like. What kind of contract did Darby sign? How many years? Signed a three-year deal, but they can get out of it after this year pretty easily. There we go. So you have Sertan. And they have Kwan Williams as well. Who you will keep. And m- maybe in order to keep Russell Wilson happy with the money that he wants, Darby might be a casualty. Just I'm not saying he will be. Let's see how he plays. But it would be pretty smart to pick up another cornerback, maybe in the second round, although you can go deeper in the draw. Well, actually, I take that back. You're going to have a better chance of getting more talent at defensive end in the third round than you will at cornerback in the third round. Yeah, I mean, there are some interesting uh, cornerback uh, uh, prospects. I mean, one to keep your eye on, even though he's he's not long. He's uh, he's five foot eight. But we always hear special teams, special teams, special teams, right? A name that you should keep your eye on is uh, Marcus Jones' corner out of the University of Houston. Now, at his size, he projects as a slot corner, right? He also is, by some distance, the best returner in this draft. And the Broncos let go of Deontay Spencer. They want an upgrade. They want a game. They want a game changer on returns. But Jones can also develop into a potential uh, into a potential slot slot corner, and uh, even got some reps at wide receiver this past year for the University uh, of Houston. And that's a name to kind of keep your net, your eye on on in from the second into the third round as a corner that might fit the Broncos on multiple levels, not only as a potential slot corner of the future, but also uh, somebody who could help you right away on returns. But as it stands right now, your number four cornerback is Michael Ojemudia. And as we have learned, corner depth tends to get used pretty quickly, right? Because effectively... A lot of these guys play special teams, yeah, too. Yeah, and you're effectively your base defense is a nickel defense. Yep. So you're... You're starting your three corners are your basically your starters. So who's your fourth right now? A guy who's gonna have to step in at some point. It's OJ Mudia, and he certainly has been scattershot at best at this point in his career. How high would you look at this guy whose name I cannot pronounce? Okay. Or at least I don't wanna uh butcher it. It's the San Diego State punter, Matt Areza. This this doesn't happen. There is a better chance of a punter getting drafted, okay, than a punter leaving school early with a year of eligibility. Horizon, my bad, Horizon, not Horizon, Horizon. That's what he did. He still has eligibility. He left school early to go to the draft. That happens with quarterbacks. That happens with defensive linemen, offensive linemen, not punters. That's how good this guy is. So with that. Mm-hmm. What's the highest round you would go? Now, you're not going to go Al Davis and take Sebastian Janikowski in the first round. I'm with you on that. But what round would you consider this guy? Because late third round, I would I would me take too. I would take him at pick ninety six if he's on the board. I would too, and I'll tell you why. For starters, 
punters and kickers rarely get injured. You're going to keep these guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, uh, he didn't kick at altitude. He'll be kicking at altitude here, and he averaged 51 yards a punt. What in the hell is this guy going to do here? He's and, a field flipper. And he, he is a weapon. And you know what else makes him great? You can franchise him two years in a row and pay him like ten dollars. <laughs> exactly. Arises if he if 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 we're my board at pick ninety six, he's the pick. Yeah. Um. You said it well. He is a weapon. Like here's what he flips the field. Field position has never been more important than it is right now. Right. In football. What he has the ability to do because he's very he's a good placement punter, no doubt. But he has a cannon. So you could tell him, let's say you go, you, you, you feel to kick off, your offense goes nowhere, you're three and out, and you're punting. The line of scrimmage is at your 28-yard line. With Matt Ariza, this is somebody who has the leg strength to where you can say, just kick the hell out of it. Right. And yeah, you know what? It might be a 72-yard blast to the end zone. Oh, it might be longer than that. He had an 86-yard Well, I'm saying from the 28-yard line, it'd be a 72-yard blast to the end zone. And yeah, it's a touchback, but it still starts them at their 20. It's still a 52-yard net. Think about this. You're you're basically, and and shoot, I think he's the kind of guy that in that position might develop into somebody who could directionally punt it when your line of scrimmage is at your 28 or 30 and get it out of bounds at the opposite 10-yard line. Think about this for a second. If there was one team in the NFL that should bring this guy in, it's Denver. Right. Because of the altitude. You're, you're going to get even more yards. <clears throat> he holds the NCAA record of punts mm-hmm. of 50 yards or more. He's done it 39 times. Right. Okay. 18 times, he's punted it over 60 yards. What the hell do you think he's going to do up here? He might kick it out of the stadium. The funny thing is, like, he, before his pro day last month, he thought about it, he had to work on his hang time. He had a great... Don't we all? Yeah. Hey. (laughs) He had a great hang time, and actually one of his punts... Me too. ...was 5.3 seconds of hang time. And you love which your is insa- which is insane. By the way, you're the only media member I've ever met in my life who, who literally, excuse the pun, gets off on hang time. Every single game, you're always putting on somebody's hang time. Is that right on Twitter? Yeah. You love it. Well, what is your fascination with that? By the way, um, hang time allow the the longer your punt is in the air, the more chance you give for your. I know what it means. It's important. But what's your fascination? Every time somebody punts, you always put the hang time on Twitter. I think it's as important as the distance. Maybe even more so. And And like you said, Eric, nobody else has given that information. Right. Punters are people, too. Why do you got to gang up in me, Bailey? Seriously? Is that what this has come to? All right. Yeah. (laughs) For me, I have carved out my niche of the Broncos beat in terms of chronicling everything that has to do with punters. Matt Ariza would be like Christmas for me. I got to tell you something. Eventually, when your day comes on your tombstone, it's going to read Andrew Hangtime Mason. Coming up after the break, Nuggets just got some really bad, bad, bad news heading into tomorrow's game. And this is bad news. And we'll tell you what it is next.
Feeling my way through the darkness. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Start that all over again. I think I have a frog in my throat. Well, I'm going to get some water here. Bring us back from break, Mason. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us on allhighsports.com. Listen to All High Sports Radio 98.1 FM 107.5 HD3. Tell us about FM. the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. Yeah. At yeah. Eric Goodman, at Mace Denver on Twitter. Can you get wholesale lumber to the public? At RockyMountainForestProducts.com. Time now. Or is it for- RMFP? What is there? RMFP. RMFP.com. So I screwed that up. There you go. I got the, I got the URL wrong. Jesus, Mason. Time now for what's trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Hey, Nuggets fans, Steph Curry no longer has minutes restrictions. How's that sound going into tomorrow's games? Tomorrow's game. Steve Kerr declined to say if Curry will be in the starting lineup. If you were Curry, you put Curry in the starting lineup? No. Me either. I think you can win this series without him going full tilt. No, that's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean, you can still I play, wait. You, I, I wait until the next round. You can still have him go 40 minutes. He doesn't right. have to start. But I, I have him start. I, I, I wait either. If this series, for some reason, went seven games, I would start him in game seven. Otherwise, I would yes. wait till the, I would wait till the conference semifinals. The, the Nuggets perimeter defense, despite Austin Rivers being very good in the last game, Still isn't strong. I'd rather have Curry go up against the backup guards. And then you have a huge scoring option Mm -hmm. against the Nuggets bench, although the Nuggets bench played very well, specifically plus minus in the last game. So, you know, this this is really moving forward for them because as much as I hate to say it, they're going to be moving forward. Now that Curry is considered to be healthy, Think they're the favorites to win the West? Yes, I think they're the, they might be the favorites to win at all at this point. Yeah. Um, I'd say the two favorite. If I'm making my own odds, the two favorites are Golden State and Milwaukee. I still like Miami. I like Miami's team a lot. They got weapons. They play defense. It's a complete team, but I think uh, well. The weird thing is how Milwaukee has looked without Middleton, right? And how how that I mean, as much I I, I do not like Grayson Allen. Going back wow. to when he was at Duke, right. the way he would trip people. I yep. think he's got a problem they need to deal with. But he's when he when he's got his head screwed on straight, he's a good player. And Milwaukee he has his head screwed on straight most of the time. Yeah, and well, most of the time. Yeah, you know, all he has to do is just trip somebody again, and we're back to square one, aren't we? Um, but Milwaukee's a deeper, a little bit deeper team than I thought they were, um, and that's why I think they'll have. And also, the other thing is, I think they'll have enough to withstand the heat. The reason why Milwaukee's not the number one seed is that was a team that yeah, they had a bunch. They had guys that played in the Olympics last summer. They went all the, you know, of course, they went to the finals. They played deep in July. It was a t- Milwaukee as a team throughout the season has been very much pacing themselves. Right. If a game got load out... If, ma- load management. It was, it was the load... Man- they were the load management all-stars this year. Yeah. 
and it was smart on their part. And the question then is, okay, can they flip the switch when the playoffs roll around? The Bulls are finding out the hard way that this Bucks team is capable of flipping the switch. Right. And if they're flipping the switch, there's nobody better in the East. Right. I mean, I, I personally, I'd like to see a Milwaukee Golden State final because I think that would be an epic showdown. Kind of a little, little bit of a generational showdown, as it were. The team that has been the best the last few three years versus the team that dominated the 2010s. Yeah. I think it'd be, think it'd be fun to watch. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just in case you missed it. The Avalanche have a big test tonight against the St. Louis Blues, who are on a bit of a hot streak. Avs on a cold streak. Also, Jimmy Butler not playing for the Heat tonight in Game 5. What does that mean for that matchup with the Hawks? We'll get into that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver, five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, the Heat Hawks Game 5 has already started. Uh, Jimmy Butler out with knee inflammation and also out for the Heat, Kyle Lowry, who's been dealing with a hamstring issue. The Heat, however, were still four-and-a-half-point favorites going into the game. It's uh, just a couple minutes into the second quarter here. The Hawks lead 26-23. Do the Hawks steal one on the road tonight in Miami? I think they might, especially with Jimmy Butler out. But I don't see the Hawks winning the series. Not only the Hawks win the series, but this is sort of an urgency thing, right? He, Miami can afford to uh, to 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 take uh, take their time with Jimmy Butler coming back, um, but it could throw kind of an unpredictable wrench into things. Put it this put it this way: even though you have home court advantage as the Miami Heat, you don't want this to go seven, even if you're back to full strength in Game Seven. Because the you have the the risk of Trey Young just going off. So if you think Jimmy Butler's gonna be back in game six, if you think if they think you're gonna be back to full health in game six, you feel pretty good. But if you're not talking about being back to full health until game seven, this is a this is a risk on their part. Just in case you missed it, the Avalanche hosts the St. Louis Blues 7.30 p.m. this evening on ESPN. A nice nationally televised game with just a few left for the Avs. Devontae's should be back in the lineup. Still no Rantanen or Landeskog. And the Blues looking for their fourth win in a row. The Avs hoping to avoid 
five straight losses. Yesterday, neither of you were concerned with the little skid for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, will you be concerned if they lose a third straight tonight by a three-goal margin as they lost their last two? The uh, only reason I'm not concerned is that St. Louis is playing great hockey right now. You mentioned that they could get the fourth win in a row tonight, and they had a nine-game winning streak before they lost to Boston and now have won three in a row. So they come in tonight having won 12 of the last 13. Right. They are they are peaking. They they needed to make this run to, you know, to consolidate their playoff position a little bit. Um I'm not concerned if the Avs lose tonight to a team that is playing the its best hockey of the year. They just can't play poorly. I think is the best way to put it. Certainly- a 3-2 loss tonight would be fine. Right. Just don't the concern I think you mentioned Danny, you mentioned the margins, right? The concern is the margin of defeats here. You know what? Uh, I'm not going to say I'm concerned if the Avs lose, but I will say they have been playing well. They are getting Taves back. They are at home. They're playing a hot team that they they might wind up seeing in the playoffs. This is a game they should win. They need to put on their big boy pants and look at the last four games and say that was an aberration. Let's play some hockey, boys, because that's how they say it in hockey. Yeah. Let's play some hockey, boys. I'd be okay with an overtime loss tonight, actually. I wouldn't be okay with a loss at all. I'm not concerned, but they sh- they need to win this game. They're playing a hot team, and this is what playoff teams do. They beat good teams. And and they losing four in a row, fine. I get it. And they've heard about losing four in a row from the media. They've been talking about it in the locker room. It's time to put on your big boy pants and make it make a strong stretch run for the playoffs. You like the big boy pants phrase, don't you? I do very much so. I have my I have my big boy pants today. Really? They look like shorts. Those are my big boy pants. Mine as well, Eric. Uh, just in case you missed it, Walker Bueller earned his first career shutout and the MLB's first complete game of 2022 in yesterday's four nothing win for the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks. Bueller gave up three hits and had 10 strikeouts in the 108-pitch outing. Dave Roberts said, quote, I know Walker pretty well, so he deserved the ninth. He earned it. Oh, are you going what Clayton you, Kershaw? Uh, yeah, what do you are make you going of Clayton this? Kershaw? Complete game just uh, two weeks after Roberts pulled Kershaw at 80 pitches. Totally and route to a perfect game. Totally different. We are, we're another couple of trips through the rotation into right. the season. Right. Look. That was all about a shortened spring training, pictures not being stretched out at that point, especially someone as injury prone the last couple of years as Clayton Kershaw has been. Like, like I said, talking about time, two different pitchers, right? Injury history, age, if, length. If Kershaw, yeah. had, if Kershaw had been pitching last night and had been going for the perfect game, he would have stayed in. Because now we are six, we are six, seven weeks removed from the start of spring training. Everybody is stretched out where they would be at the start of a normal season. It's okay. So I don't think this. Clayton Kershaw has earned the right as a first ballot Hall of Famer to call out his manager if he felt he was wronged. And he didn't. He said, I understood why I was pulled. Yeah. I'm sure he's a good team player. But at the end of the day, he would have said, I would have liked to have stayed in there. But he didn't. And it was understandable. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with it at all. Him getting pulled. Just in case you missed it, NCAA President Mark Emmert will be stepping down once his replacement is selected. And in place, 
On uh, June 30th, 2023, the organization announced today, Emirates said, Throughout my tenure, I've emphasized the need to focus on the experience and priorities of student-athletes. What uh, What is the lasting legacy of Mark Emmert on the NCAA, and what do you think they'll look for in a replacement? One word describes his legacy, hypocrisy. And that's all I have to say. Isn't that the NCAA as a whole? He leads the NCAA. That's what I mean. And I think... He sets the tone. With, he is so full of it. But the other thing also... Talks out of both sides of his mouth. He does. I think it would be wise for the NCAA to hire somebody who is not well-versed in college athletics. You know would be great? They need What the NCAA needs is a commissioner. You know who would be great? Who? Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. The NCAA needs a commi- someone who isn't... Yeah, she's an outsider. Yep. She, but she knows the territory. She knows the terrain. Because in this NIL transfer portal landscape... It's a different ball game. You know who they should hire? You just said Condoleezza Rice. I'm going to take that back. Okay, who should they hire? Rob Manfred. Well, then you get him out of baseball. That's the whole reason they should hire him. But then he becomes uh, the NCAA's problem. Who cares? That's my whole point. Get him out of baseball. Hire him to get him out of baseball. I wouldn't wish that on the the NCAA, though. I would. (laughs) To get him out of baseball? Yes, I would. (laughs) I absolutely would. Man alive. Anything else, Danny? Uh, apparently, uh, Charles Barkley has listed his top 10 players in the NBA currently. Oh, boy. Are you curious to hear what they are? No, no, not really. No, no actually, I, I really don't care, Danny. All right. Well, Mace, since you, you're interested, I will, uh, I'll go through them real quick. Okay. Number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Joel Embiid. Number four, Luka Doncic. Number five, Jason Tatum. Six, John Morant. Seven, wow. Devin Booker. Wow. Eight, Steph Curry. Wow. Nine, James Harden. And ten, Anthony Davis. Your reaction. Someone's missing. <laughs> wow. The likely two-time MVP is missing. Wow. You know what? I honestly can see putting Embiid ahead of Jokic. I can... I. Because of the way he plays defense. But, and, but what about Jokic ahead of... But what about Devin Booker ahead of Jokic? No. Anthony Davis ahead of Jokic? Not at this point in his career. Right. Maybe a couple of years injured. ago, a couple of years ago, but not now. That time has passed. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, I wouldn't put Jason Tatum ahead of him. That's hating for the sake of hating. There's no logic there. All right, give me the list again really quickly. Giannis, LeBron, Embiid, Doncic, Tatum, Morant, Booker, Curry, Harden, Anthony Davis. Well, at least you got one white guy in there. Yeah, Luke, Luke is probably a top five uh, and he's guy de- in the NBA. And he's definitely white. Yes. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. And I like Charles Barkley. I like Charles Barkley. That's a joke of a list to not have you. Not, to not, it's a joke not having the Joker on it. That's crazy. All right, uh, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Uh, they always have great specials going on. Here are a few. Chile and Argentina wines are on sale. Stop by Argonaut today off Colfax. See why West were named the best liquor store in Denver five years running. And if you want delivery, they will do it for you. It is free for $100 or more. Go online at ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Nolan Training Nigel. Both of you, great job today. Same with you, Danny. Mace, great job today. I'll see you at Broncos tomorrow. Let's do it. It's not confidential. It's
potential. I've got potential.